and Johnny, Noise. as soon as you're ready to go, I'm good to go. Really good. Do, 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 do. Okay, I'm ready to go. Hang on. Where's my word document? There it is. Okay, here we go. All right. Oh, fuck. To quit disappearing. Oh, I'm going to fucking lose my fucking shit in about three seconds. Fucking horn. One, two, three. Shit lost. Here we go. Coming down three, two, and one. Hey, hey, welcome back. It is another edition of the Hard Money Podcast. Lots to be learned, lots to be gleaned, and lots to be made. As far as sense is concerned over the next uh, few minutes, I'll stick around for it. want to reach out to Darren Long and his entire team. They would love to call gold and silver. It is something you probably do not have in the physical form in your portfolio. Not. We've been doing this for years. You should be all over this like a hobo and a ham sandwich. But we'll give you a shot to get on board today. You want to reach out by phone. Simple, one 877 gold one 877 gold and online to deltaharbor.com, harbor with a U. And all the usual social media channels can be found at Delta Harbor as well, whether that's Instagram or Facebook or Twitter and all those good things. So, uh, Darren, we're set to go here. The podcast is upon us, and uh, it's part and parcel uh, of this show to understand that everything in this world should be taken with a grain of salt, if not a bag of salt. This much uh, we'll all agree on, I think. However, it feels very much to me uh, like we're missing the point. Uh, Canadians are not taking this uncertainty and market wobble as seriously as they should. Everybody's kind of like, ah, yeah, I guess it's bad. And that's where we're at. So what do you think about that? Well, and enter in warm weather, right? So, I mean, the only thing that's going <laughs> to prevent us from from really being focused is having more of that warm weather because everybody leaves mentally. They check out. I mean, maybe if you're an investor, you've heard the saying, stay till may or play till may and then go away you know these are the these are the simple passive things that certainly we as canadians seem to exemplify more so than the rest of the g8 countries and uh in terms of the news we got last week we mentioned on the show that there was a huge reading in inflation i mean 7.7 percent we're gonna get swamped and a severe kick in the arse from the amount of inflation that's hitting because street level is probably closer to 10 12 i read estimates uh, estimates this week that natural gas will be up around 20 to 23 percent by year's end again i don't know if that's a surprise to anyone but it's a significant uptick in the amount of uh, bills that you have to pay and when that happens you know the world runs on natural gas so everything else is going to get more expensive as well major indices that we talked about last week from the tsx to the dow the s&p to the uh, German and European markets, Chinese markets, all down. I mean, you, Chinese markets made a small bit of a recovery, but still down overall. Real estate, as we had mentioned, and we'll talk again on this show, uh, is is in the dumps and going down further. And <laughs> right now, if you grab some real estate, either you're completely insane or you're very wealthy because you know if you don't have fifty percent or more to lay down on on a piece of property uh, for speculative reasons. You're crazy. You're absolutely nuts. I just wouldn't touch it with a 10-foot pole. And so what it all boils down to, John, is that we aren't taking this seriously. I don't see the signs of anyone taking it seriously anyways, not yet. But diversification and smart choices as far as it relates to what we talk about, which is physical gold and silver and your wealth strategy, I mean, this is this goes hand in hand with that uncertainty you just mentioned, John. And ultimately, this is why we do the show. Get out to as many people as possible and yep. take five minutes of your day to just update yourself, read a little bit about what we offer, and find out more wh- about why gold and silver should be part of your wealth strategy. 
You know, it's interesting. We uh, we we uh, we did the real estate thing ad nauseum last week, which is good because it's a huge player in this country, as as we discussed. But a lot of things that's been going around lately, it, it's kind of got a little quiet. And that is the whole crypto space, the cryptocurrency. I had buddies at the gym forever say, man, you got to get some, get it now, get it now. You know, uh, it could be Bitcoin, could be Ethereum, all these different Bitcoins. You got to get on. It's going to be the skyrocket. It's going to be the next, you know, fiat currency or something. Not so much. Not really. Not so much. What's what, no. what's happening with that now? Well, I think right now we're, we're having a mental break for those that did invest anyways. I mean, nobody, and, and the reason why it's quiet, John, is simple because nobody wants to, to talk about being a loser, right? <laughs> I mean, I, I don't I don't have any shame in saying it because yeah. I invested very little and I'm not a passive investor. So when the going was good, I took my money and ran. We seem to forget because we want to dive down that rabbit hole of belief that things will get better, that things like cryptocurrencies, real estate, and other things like that, they're never going to supersede the traditional investments we've had for thousands of years, which is, you know, in the last hundred or two to buy paper and gold and silver. And, you know, that's where you hold your wealth. And it's always been that way. We've tried to change it, right? We've gone to the plastic mentality. We've tried to leverage the hell out of every little thing we can. We've opened bucket shops. We've closed bucket shops. We know in the background derivatives right now are the death of the world, Uh, but nobody wants to acknowledge it because by acknowledging that uh, you may be on the wrong side of a trade. And like uh, we were just discussing with real estate, dropping now and indices and paper stocks dropping now hey Mm -hmm. it's lights out for the kids that uh the and the very young at heart so to speak for those that did venture into cryptos because right now john you have to have a heart that's as strong as an ox in order to stomach that uh dive or the loss that you had for the cryptocurrency space if you grant if you gambled on cryptos um, NFTs, you know, board ape this and, and ape that. Um, if you bought some of that doggy coin, you know, and um, all coins. of the other make-believe assets, um, I feel for you, man. I really do because ultimately, if you look at the big, huge, most important of them all in Bitcoin, it's yep. down fifty-eight percent just this year, six months into the year, halfway, and uh, it's down fifty-eight percent. Ethereum, the next big one behind Bitcoin, down 70%. And the list just goes on and on. All the high-volume cryptos are all down, you know, 30, 40, 50, 60, 70%. And um, that's not going to end anytime soon, John. So, yeah, this is a scary place to be right now. And it is uh, certainly clearly evident to me that my colleagues who couldn't wait to throw it in my face if they became millionaires because of the crypto space, well, they lost it just as fast as they made it. And that reminds us again of the tried and true and tested belief that a balanced and diversified portfolio, one that includes a wealth strategy with gold and silver, physical, always in the long run ends up winning. And that's just the plain truth. It's been that way for thousands of years. Well, I mean, you mentioned the word gold there. And I mean, Bitcoin, you, you mentioned the big one. I would say the, maybe the original, but the big one on the block that everyone has. If, if they have any trust in crypto, it's probably on Bitcoin, down a huge percentage, like you said. But it was supposed to be the next goal, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was. Absolutely. It was supposed to be a replacement for gold, not yeah. just the next goal. I mean, people were talking about and, and opining about the mm-hmm. influence it was going to have on modern currency systems. And um, it was going to be the next best thing. And I, John, 
I'd be the first to admit who doesn't like a great story. Do I like technology that's behind crypto? Sure. Do I like blockchain? Yes. Do I like, um, you know, do I like decentralized financing and, and money and currencies? Yeah, I love the thought. I love the idea of being free and having the freedom to go anywhere in the world and do anything you want with your money. Uh, but ultimately, it has to work for everyone. It can't just work for a small percentage or those that are savvy enough to use the technology. Um, you know, it, it is a great opportunity and was a great opportunity. It's a spectacular reason to invest and uh, to speculate, to become a millionaire. And, and we've all witnessed the Instagram posts, the YouTube posts of the 20 something kids driving Bugattis around three and a half million dollar Bugattis in, in three and uh, four and five and $10 million mansions, um, you know, constantly partying on yachts, staying at sea. I watched one the other day where the kid, he made so much money and he said, as long as I'm making money, I'm going to stay at sea. So his whole thing was got a yacht, rented it or bought it. I don't know. And he's staying at sea until he loses. So yeah, hello, welcome to the casino. Let's gamble until we lose, right? Red mm-hmm. or black, you know, yeah. there, there's nothing in this world that is going to ever replace the beauty of gold, the simplicity of gold, the liquidity of gold and silver for that matter. Um, cryptos just lack the confidence that gold has had, you know, in the, in the best yet whole countries bought up Bitcoin, right? Um, I don't know what they were thinking, man. El Salvador. El Salvador, yeah. nine months into their Bitcoin experiment, um, El Salvador's nationwide Bitcoin experiment is, is is in the in the dumps. People will use the term struggling, but it's not struggling. It's done. It's it's dead. Mm. Um, the government's Bitcoin investment has been literally cut in half. John, they lost half of their investment. They put I think a hundred and four million dollars into Bitcoin at around forty k, thinking it was a great deal. Right, it's down from its almost seventy thousand dollar peak, and um, They've lost 50% now that it's down at 20,000 uh, of their investments. So how that, well, that hurts a country that's already hurting, that was looking for creative ways to do it. They fell for it. You know, it's too, it's too new. It's not mm-hmm. old enough. doesn't have the track record. doesn't have the confidence of countries. Not everybody has adopted it. Whereas with gold, everyone in the world has adopted it. Yeah. There's no physical actual Bitcoin that exists or cryptocurrency that physically exists. There are some currencies or cryptos that are backed by gold. Okay, I like those. We're pushing more towards what I would say are good modern fit for what we need moving forward. But ultimately, unfortunately, unless you have a very deep pocket at this point in time, you've lost dramatically and you got to feel for those losers. one 323 gold is the way to reach out to Darren and crew anytime. Talk about that uh, real hard assets, proper assets with track record in history, gold and silver. Reach out to that number, deltaharbor.com, harbor with a U. By the way, to get that investment started, at least have a chat with Darren and his team and uh, enlighten yourself with the uh, with the education of, of those hard assets in your portfolio. I don't know, though. Do you think people really understand the, you know, the plight of the world economy, how bad it is? Bitcoin, yes. Stocks, sure. I mean, those things you see almost every night in the six o'clock news, even a, you know, a passing glance at Google News will give you those. But man, you throw real estate into that big deal. And I, I don't think people are giving this enough attention, as you mentioned, especially here in Canada, when it comes to real estate, because everybody was so, so heavy into it and still are, right? Well, they are, right? That's not in the passive tense. We are heavily invested in real estate and it's in our best interest as a country to protect the real estate market. Now, will they do that? No, they've already started raising interest rates no. and things are uncertain, right? In a nutshell, they suck. I mean, that's the bottom line. This is you know, you can't sugarcoat it. 
right? The bullshit that's been spewned by our government and the bullshit that's been spewned by the investing uh, majors, all the banks and all of the, the big entities. I mean, it, it goes hand in hand with what you expect in every turn of a cycle, right? There are peaks of a cycle and there are lows of a cycle, right? We're just about heading in. We've gone over the peak. We've just hit about one o'clock on the clock. And now we're going to slowly see that fall down to six o'clock where we're at our worst. And that's exactly what's going to happen with the real estate market. And, you know, people who went with real estate were last in and now are in a world of hurt. People who invested three, $400,000 as a down payment just two or three months ago have lost it. It's gone. Right? It's, it's gone. It's evaporated. And, and that they can't get back. Right. They can't get back. Last week, we mentioned about that little story of our colleagues in Loretto, Ontario, where they lost their entire yeah. down grandfather. Now they down, didn't yeah. even get the host. Yeah. They brought in an uncle and now he's, uncle, he's yeah. Yeah. He's, uh, he's done as well. So they took down a massive amount of their family wealth all in one yeah. swoop. And yeah. I don't have an update on it. I'll bring it to you when I do. But if you remain seated on the turbulent airplane with a balanced and diversified wealth strategy that includes gold and silver, John, then history proves that you will come out of this uh, superbly, in my opinion, in my humble opinion, right? Families with mortgages to arrange or refinance with the bulk of their net worth in leveraged real estate may have more cause for concern. But I mean, mm -hmm. generally speaking, the average Canadian is going to be okay if they've gone ahead and they've balanced and diversified their portfolio and they've added assets like gold and silver. I love gold and silver right now. I believe in them. I talk about them. Yep. I own these assets, right? And I see a ton of similarities to the 1970s, but in supersized format where, you know, the inflation erection we are experiencing is in remains of little match for um, proper type of wealth strategy. There is no concerns if you have the proper wealth strategy in place. You cannot be fooled into real estate or cryptos right now. Although they are perhaps role players, don't get me wrong. I'm not, I'm not, I don't want to shit the bed all over cryptos completely. I want people to understand that um, they just have a certain role to play, right? Imagine an all-star baseball team. Even on that all-star baseball team, there's the weakest player. Sure. Right. There, there are, yep. there are, you know, 25 all-stars, perennially the best players of their kind, but there's still a weakest player on that team. And right now that for me is anything that's not physical. Right. Even I say that with real estate, you know, grain of salt, as we said earlier, right? Mm -hmm. Bag of bag of salt. Um, but they're only role players right now. They're only role players right now. Um, your wealth strategy needs to be very much locked down at this point in time, unless you got 50% or more to put down on real estate, or you have a deep, deep pocket full of expendable cash that you know has no bearing or impact on your family outcomes. I'm not buying cryptocurrencies. I'm not delving into real estate right now. Maybe in four or five months for sure. When it's bottomed, when it's we've seen the worst of the worst. But you know, money is a competition, John, and we forget that. So yeah, Canadians don't, especially going into summer where we forget about what time of year it is. We forget money is a competition. Wealth is a competition. It's not yes. a passive house league endeavor. Mm -hmm. You can't just sit by idly and hope somebody else will do it for you. If you don't take control of your wealth if you're not managing it if you're not somehow some way involved directly in what your wealth is doing for you what your wealth strategy is for me that's a silly way to behave in this day and age given the uncertainty and the amount of times that people lie to us we are being lied to hand over fist um you know whether it's it's large companies that go bankrupt or lose stock value because they told lies whether it's crypto exchanges 
I mean, more recently, Celsius, I'm listening to just watch the one on Netflix the other day about the kid in Vancouver who built this huge crypto exchange and then took $193 million off the table and took the keys to all the crypto wallets with them. I mean, like, you know, and then ended up dying. I mean, this is the type of stories that people are getting involved in thinking that they're just making sound investments. And, uh, you know, we have very little or next to no understanding of what the true uh, storyline is suffice it to say that john nobody can print gold right you can't water down by splitting gold you know you, you have a physical bar or coin and you know you can't live in it it doesn't pay a dividend but it's not for that purpose right it's to diversify your wealth it's to give you something in case of that holy shit moment where you don't know what to do where you look and open up your wealth portfolio and you've lost half you know, what are you going to do when you've achieved maximum debt, which is what Canadians are doing, and you've ultimately put yourself in a position where at maximum debt, you've lost half of the cash value of your holdings. Right? You're screwed. So you have yeah. to think about ways to diversify outside of the box. And that's all that we talk about every single week. It's what we're talking about here now. And we have to remember that for every buyer, there's a seller. You know, do you want to retire early? Stupid question. Of course you do. Do you want mm -hmm. that dream dream cottage? Again, this is a stupid question. Of course you want to retire comfortably. If that means getting the cottage, so be it. If it means the trip to Europe every year, so be it. If it means putting a few hundred thousand in your, your grandchildren's bank so that their life is in hell, so be it. Whatever your dream is, it has to start with something that is directly involving your wealth strategy. So you have to be part of that process and you have to think about diversifying and uh, challenge the stereotypes and the norms. Owners of gold and silver have known this for, for eons, have known this for thousands of years. You know, it's just it, what it boils down to really is, is, is good and proper encouragement for folks to get the hell out. Just do it. Do their research on gold and silver. Call you, talk to you, change their strategy just to adapt to the time where you get fully diversified and pre uh, you know prepare for what's ahead. Like you said, we're at one o'clock on the clock and you're heading down to six and there's not enough life jackets to go around, man. So you better, uh, you better change your thinking and your, uh, and your, your uh, direction when it comes to investing in gold and silver is uh, again, where people haven't been looking and they should, right? I think it is. And that, that for me makes the problem very simple, right? Yeah. Increasingly Canadians have opted for a one asset strategy. Most of the time it's buy a house. Hope for the best, cross fingers, right? Pay the house off, sell the house to finance retirement, and along the way, save and invest a little bit, right? Who can save right now? You can't. Um, you know, you, especially when you're paying $1.5 million for a home, $1.6 no million for a home, right? Crazy. Um, you know, and, and you end up with a, some type of, usually, if you have a one asset strategy, you end up with some type of little big piece of wealth or portfolio, so to speak. And it ends up being, you know, basically a crappy mutual fund based. Uh, group RSP from work plus, you know, your CPP and OAS, as we said on last week's show, right? So without that real estate to dump at 65 or 70, assuming right now we're going to be in a zone of pain for a while, you may be in trouble, right? So unless you, of course, listen to shows like this or adopt that new strategy or be less passive about your wealth um, and appreciate the ideas we share about being balanced and diversified uh, in your wealth strategy and, and, you know, in, in as for staying balanced and on top of your wall strategy, you won't be hurt by reading a little here and there, John. You won't be hurt by investing a bit of time in finding out what this is all about. Is gold for you? At the end of the day, that's for you to choose. These are self-directed accounts, all of them. But 
ultimately, we're here as experts to help you to acquire, to liquidate, to store, to tell you what we think about the gold and silver markets, right? And we are the first to acknowledge it's not always a buy zone, right? We're not always buying, 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 buying. There are lots of times I talk to my clients and say, hey, listen, everyone else is fearful right now. No one's buying. This is not a bad time to add a little bit to the stack. But I am not your planner. I'm not your advisor. I'm not your wealth manager. You bring in the experts to talk about those topics. But understand that a little tiny bit of education can go a very long way. And as we said, John, throughout this show, people are passive here in Canada. And I want them you know, to, to take some time to understand where they're at and to understand that the wool has been pulled over our eyes. That's just a fact. We have to accept it. And the times are changing. But for me, you know, it makes you wonder, right? What were people thinking when we went down this path 10, 12 years ago after subprime? we're right back where we began. It's just a different incarnation of it, right? The reincarnation of, of, uh, you know, painful, painful wealth choices that we've made. And here we are right now with a chance to change it, you know, to diversify, to take what we do have left and put it into something else that might be smarter for our families and for our future. It's interesting too, because you mentioned that, you know, 60 or 70 and that whole 12 year cycle of, of real estate, which is great if 10 years ago, you bought something and you timed it absolutely perfectly and you retired six months ago and you cashed out and you're a king. But if you're 64 and you're planning to retire in the next two or three years, where do you think your real estate's going to be? You've mistimed it. Why? Because you can't time it because it's not cost averaging. It's not, it's, it's betting on a horse that could break a leg halfway down the track. To your point, it's, it's, a, it's a scary situation for those who are hoping to have this nest egg in the next two or three years, the way the market's looking and the economy as well. So there you go. And this speaks to why you, uh, you always say, do your due diligence and look at options and, and you know, expand that portfolio, physical gold and silver, good way to start. Um, give me some options as far as that's concerned, Darren, before we wrap this sucker up for today, as far as how we get into this and what are the best ways to do it, depending on where you stand. Well, depending on where you stand and what's left in your pocket, first off, make certain that you can afford it, right? You don't venture into right. anything if you have to borrow, beg, plead, or talk to a family member to get money to invest in something. Um, ultimately, you have to be dead certain um, that there is a, uh, there is a logic to the, to the reasons you're doing certain things with your wealth, um, that you understand clearly what it is you're delving into what gold is what it's not right it's not a mm-hmm. stock it's not a cryptocurrency it's not real estate and why you're going to get all of those things in a piece of information and logically put that into the puzzle and where does it fit so when you come to to delta harbor the very first thing you have to realize is that there is um there is a bit of education on the site and that education is not for everyone um, you might walk away after five minutes and that's okay. We part as friends. That's, that's the saying we have here at Delta. If it's not for you, we part as friends. Um, but ultimately start by simply going to the store, you know, making a conscious decision to put yourself into um, a very good and logical uh, situation where you can just look at the products, look at all the options, look at gold, silver, platinum, palladium, bars and coins, and then just determine you know, basically what you have available to yourself. So ultimately, once you do that, then you're going to know whether or not this is for you. So if you then make the decision to stay along and stay on the website, then you might make the decision to shop from home, you know, and if you want to do that, that's fine. You can add gold and silver that way to your portfolio. 
put it into your wall strategy by simply just picking it up, paying for it, and we'll send it home to you. It's not a problem. But for those that know, like we do, that a lot of gold and silver is a safety concern, you would never, ever want to hold that at home. So there is a storage option, John. You can always store product. You can always take it to the vault. We always have that option available. We can talk about that, what it means, what it costs, all of those things. And again, if it's right for you, that's an option for you as well. And as we mentioned earlier in the show, the option of putting gold or silver into your uh, wealth strategy through registered accounts is also an option, right? We can put it into an RSP or TFSA. Today, we opened up five. Just happens to be one of those days. We did five of them. I did uh, RSPs, TFSAs, RESP, and and two spousal RSPs. Awesome. Yeah, very, very interesting way to put. And it's all physical, bar, coin, and it's all going into that beautiful account that you have that has all kinds of uh, amazing features and tools at your disposal, whether it's the TFSA, it's capital gains free, or whether you want to have the RSP and have the beauty of the deferred taxes long-term, it's up to you. It's your choice. It won't matter to us. We're there to assist you and walk you through that. But yes, you can put it in there. And the best of all, John, you can bring it in from another account. If you're already parked with another institution, don't worry. If that money's not working for you, you're ready to get it out of there. Give us a call. We'll help walk you through that. And you can bring that money over. There is no charge to do that. Uh, no fees. That, And if there is, we'll cover them. Uh, but ultimately, you can do that as well. And then lastly, John, one of the best things you can do is if you're not certain about owning bars or coins or you don't know whether to buy one ounce bars or 100 ounce bars, yeah. you just aren't certain, maybe the Delta Vault account is for you. We call this bulk bullion. And essentially what that means is We'll put the gold and silver in the vault and we'll worry about the bars and the types that we have. We'll pay those high premiums. You pay the lowest possible premium that you can. And ultimately, that just means that simply if you want exposure to physical gold and silver, you'll get the option to have that in that account. That's the Delta Vault account. And also, uh, you have the option to use your bullion as collateral for additional purchases so you could have up to 80 percent financing for people who this is for and that might make it fun uh, beyond to the next level and uh, if it's not for you then obviously you have other choices as well but there's all kinds of easy ways to get into this market and it all starts with that website john or the phone number which is easy to uh, to use and that is it for another show. Fantastic stuff, pal. And we're going to leave it at that. Yeah, you want to reach out to Darren, the website, of course, you know, deltaharbor.com, harbor with a U because we're Canadian and this investment, as always, starts with you. And the phone call is just as good. one 323 gold to reach out to Darren and the team. And of course, all the social media channels are there. Uh, YouTube and Instagram, Facebook and Twitter. Simply search Delta Harbor with a U to do that as well. And we'll catch you next time on the Hard Money Podcast. Awesome this week. Juicy intro. All right. Make this intro very juicy. You ready? Juicy. Lucy, juicy. Give me the okay. Yeah, let's go Lucy and juicy. Really juicy. Make it really juicy. Here we go. Three, two, and one. Hi, I'm Darren Long from Delta Harbor Assets. And this week's Hard Money Show, we're going to talk about the simple things in life. Gold, silver, why you should have them as part of your wealth strategy. We're also going to kind of peek under the rug a little bit and see where cryptos are at. It's a sensitive subject, so you might want to tune in because if you're one of the ones who invested in cryptocurrencies, maybe gold and silver is the answer. That and much, much more. Here it comes. <laughs> 